head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe mma podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast the pride of limerick the young man named sean sheehan the mma media don graham mcdonald the severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode 158 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheen here from SevereMMA.com and with me is that Robert William Fisher of Irish MMA Media, Graham McDonald. As we delve into what was Maybe the most insane week in the history of our beautiful sport of MMA uh, and talk a lot about what happened. We're going to talk about next week as well. And there's a big car coming up, so don't forget that. We'll probably get to that in a short order at the end of the show. Uh, and uh, we'll have more coverage on that during the week. But we're going to look back at last week's events uh, leading up to UFC 223, UFC 223 themselves and all that jazz. Before we do that... Graham, unbelievable week in the sports. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy your week? Or are you just drained? Um, yeah, it was good, but yeah, it is. It is a bit. Uh, it was a bit intense there for a few days. Kind of had to be on alert at all times, and there was a lot of stuff happening, and nobody really knew what was going on, and uh, it's just madness. But that's that. That chaos is part of why I love MMA, and I think a lot of people love the chaos. You have to embrace the chaos, really, in MMA if you're going to be a fan. Like, I was thinking of it the other day. Like, I've been watching MMA for what? What year have you know, Probably 10 years, like, non-stop good. Or, well, maybe a little bit less than that. But for, like, 12 years altogether since I started watching it. Like, and Noob. <laughs> it's, it's, but, like, it's just... You get used to these sort of things. Now, now I think it's still draining and it's still, it's still the insanity. You could still appreciate it, but it's just, it's happened so many times before. I was like thinking, what other times were there like this? And there have been loads, but it's like hard to remember John Jones, obviously that week where he went, he went insane and everything. And you know, there's just been, there's been so many of them. Uh, McGregor before with the whole Josie Alda pullout and things like that. Who's going to replace him? You know, there was an insane weeks there, but this one might uh, might top tomorrow. And I suppose to start us off, let we'll just I'll I'll give a kind of a run through of how the week went down, and we, then we'll discuss um, everything that happened. So I suppose it kind of kicked off, funnily enough, or unfortunately enough, on April first or there, there and thereabouts. Now my dates might be out a little bit because I'm just went back and looked at the article. So you, you know here with with obviously Ireland and America, it could be a day off or stuff. So so bear with me on that. But on Sunday, April the first. Uh, Tony Ferguson uh, pulled out of the event after tripping over wire, so his fight with Habib Nurmagomedov was was pulled off, and everyone was disappointed after that. Um, or pulled 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 off the card even. <laughs> and Max Holloway stepped in, obviously the featherweight champion, to come up and step in to fight Habib Nurmagomedov, and I think everyone was disappointed, but kind of happy that Max stepped in as well. And then we kind of got on with it. So the next couple of days went. And then Wednesday on April 4th, uh, the incident happened in the lobby of the hotel where Artem Labov and a group of his uh, entourage cornered um, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and a group of his entourage cornered Artem Labov in the hotel. And it appeared Habib kind of hit him a bit of a slap or definitely had his hand on his uh, on his neck anyway. And, and you know, it was... You know, it was, it was a very, very odd scene for a group of lads like that to corner one guy in his own. And then I suppose the, the big incident came 
uh, on April 5th when the, the bus was uh, attacked in the um, in in the uh, underground of the hotel where the, the media day uh, was going. Dana White came out after it and said that a warrant had been out for Conor McGregor's arrest because of the incident, which turned out not to, to be true. Uh, and later that day, coming into the next day over here, McGregor uh, turned himself in to the NYPD uh and uh, and um you know he he spent the, the night in jail the next day then um before we get to mcgregor's hearing uh max holloway <laughs> pulled out of the card well he was pulled by the new york state athletic commission because he didn't look good uh getting up the weight then white i believe said he was down to 160 pounds so he's five pounds off i think a few people said he was a little bit less but it doesn't really matter he was pulled from the card and couldn't fight Habib Nurmagomedov in the main event. Then Anthony Pettis looked like he was going to get the fight. That didn't happen. Then Paul Felder looked like he might get the fight. That didn't happen. And in the end, Ali Quinta was given the fight. And uh, we were told that at first, everyone logically thought Habib Nurmagomedov could, would be the only one who could win the title because Ali Quinta made 155.2, not championship weight of 155. But Dana White then said if uh, Ali Quinta won, they'd recognize him as the champion even though the new york state athletic commission wouldn't so that was that then conor mcgregor had a bail hearing where the allegations uh were made and put out in court by the uh, by the judge and by the the other presiding uh, officers there and stuff which uh you know did was uh rayborg and michael chiesa were two of the the complainants named and the the complainants were obviously that uh Thing, missiles had been thrown at the bus and a window uh, shattered and people hurt inside and obviously everyone saw the videos uh, of that so then um, obviously Conor McGregor and Keane Cowley as well another Irish MMA fighter were up in court uh, McGregor was given a $50,000 bail Keane Cowley was given $25,000 bail and they were let free with their uh, passports and everything like that and free to travel back to Ireland uh, and I suppose that was the week. We'll get to the fights after that, but I suppose we better d d dissect, discuss all of this. Graham, did I? Is there anything I missed there, or did I? Did I get everything there? Or what, tell me what your thoughts on the week are, anyway. If, if I didn't miss anything, um, yeah, um, that was pretty much it. Uh, I think um, there was there was reports that Artem was getting phone calls at his hotel from from maybe allegedly somebody people from Habib's team had to be moved hotel before that and then um uh it seems like mcgregor and a bunch of people flew over and wanted to confront habib and then um he was obviously on the bus with all the other fighters and uh the bus got smashed up and chiesa uh, and borg both got got uh injuries that or uh ray borg got like shards of glass in his eyes or something mm -hmm. like that um and without his fight and chiesa got cut on the on the face uh from the glass and without his fight and then Artem Lobov got pulled from the card, so his fight with Alex Caceres was also off. Yeah, so the, the kind of the card basically disintegrated. Um, embedded in uh, as well came out and showed the, what the incidents that happened pretty clearly showed Chiesa's head cut. A lot of people are talking about Ray Barco, and okay, have have whatever opinions you want, but. If I worked in a bar, right? Now, anyone worked in a bar, and this is—I don't know—this might might not make any difference. But if if a bar, and I worked in a restaurant as well, if a bar, if a glass broke, 
anywhere in a restaurant near food, they had to throw every piece of food out. And what's the reason for that? It's because shards of glass get everywhere. And now, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying Ray Borg was losing an eye or anything, but he did go to the doctor, did go to the hospital, got uh, uh, an exam and all. So if, you know, if this goes, goes go to court, which we think it will, obviously, you know, the that medical report and the doctor and all will be presented and we'll find out uh you know what's what but the people coming out kind of saying oh ray bark you just pulled out for the money you know uh, that that'll be uh, figured out in court i suppose as well so i wouldn't hassle him too much and michael kiesa we all saw that he was definitely um he was definitely caught but it was it was a real there were real unsavory scenes you know really really bad uh you know an absolute terrible thing for the sport just disgusting scenes altogether uh and you know it's it's such a pity for the sport as well in ireland you know i i was asked on 2fm there uh and i had to go on and talk about it and they were asking me is this you know how does this set back the sport in ireland what does it do to the sport in ireland that's not good you know it's not good for the sport anywhere in the world to see those sort of those sort of scenes like grabaka hitman put up a great um a great tweet he goes Conor McGregor doesn't have to prove he's tough by doing things outside of the octagon. Conor McGregor proves he's tough by doing things in the octagon. You know, that, and that's that's always been true. Like McGregor, when when he came on the scene first, and PT did a great thing about it, maybe it was around the Bellator incident or, or something about, you know, McGregor said he wanted to change the, the perception of MMA in Ireland. He wanted to show what real athletes MMA fighters are. And people are, you know, people over the last couple of days have said, you know, Conor McGregor's not, uh, you know, he's he's not someone people should look up to or whatever. You're, he, role, you know, role model, role, role model. Yeah, he's never put himself out as role model. Well, he has put himself out as a role model. He has. He said he wanted to change what people think of MMA in Ireland. He said he wanted to lead the way. And he did that. But now things are changing. He's not a role model anymore. You know, he's not. This is not something you want your kids looking up to this is not something you want young fighters looking up to you know people he whether he likes it or not he's a role model look just go out on a saturday night and look at how people dress go to a wedding and see people dress like him have their hair bobbed up like him everything you know he he is a role model and uh, if anyone says he's not it's bullshit right and uh, you know that that tweet grew back at hitman said if you want to be tough do it in the octagon he also said he defend both those belts back two years ago and now both the belts are gone both belts have been stripped and he hasn't fought. He fought five Mayweather in a boxing match. Like this, this state, Conor McGregor's a great fighter. And if he got back, got back fighting, I would absolutely love him. We've praised him so much, but like at, at some stage, you know, you have to shit or get off the pot. Like, you know, is he going to come back? Is he going to fight? Or is it just incident after incident after incident on everything? Like at what stage, is is everything he's doing just just bad for the sport and, and making the sport look bad without anything good coming from it? You know, it's it, this 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 week has just been has been absolutely disgraceful. You know, the, the, those scenes are not really really not good for anyone. And I suppose you know over the next couple of months we'll we'll see what uh, what comes out from it. But what what was your take on the whole thing? Yeah, it was. It seems like. I don't think it was like Grabaka Hitman saying there. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's trying to show he's tough. He's trying to like retaliate by the sounds of things to to the Habib team and our time incident. And I I don't know what the plan was, but I don't wouldn't say it was designed like that. I'd say they wanted to con confront Habib and like if they had just like banged on the bus and shouted at him, it would have been great promotion and all that stuff. But it just got out of hand uh, real quick by the by the looks of things. And it's just you can't be doing that. Like it's just way beyond the line. Um. 
taken out three fights. Okay, two, one fight was pulled by Diana, but two two fights taken out. Um, loads like people on that bus. You can't see into that bus. You don't know who's where. Like, uh, it's not it's not getting the job that you wanted to like to go after Habib and get after Habib. It, you're you're scaring other people and probably not even scaring Habib. Like, you know it. It was a it was a disaster. Like uh, the whole thing. Um, there's not really there's not really any way to defend it. It's 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 just uh, looks terrible for him. It looks terrible for the sport. But uh, I think the 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 initial outrage is is will die down and people will move on. But you know this is this thing can't this can't continue. Like you can't be doing this. Like this has to be the end of it. Like it's just it's just a terrible look, as you say. Like you know a lot of people. Fair enough. Like I, I I understand the argument that like footballers or anybody in celebrity says that oh, I never want to be a role model or whatever, but like when you're in the public eye and people are looking up to you and there is some kind of responsibility to to not be not be going around like smashing up buses and <laughs> like and stuff like that. Like and you're, you're, the role model thing is a, is a bit weird though. To be honest, like I I do I do kind of. Like you're just out there trying to be a prize fighter or trying to be a footballer or whatever. Maybe it wasn't on your mind to be a role model, but when you're in the public eye, everything's magnified and people are going to be be watching you and everything you do, everything you do is under scrutiny. So, for your own sake and for your own like um, you, you, like yourself as a as a business, you're like Connor as a private contractor. It it just it just doesn't make you look good and it, and it just makes you it makes you look silly doing stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, there's no need to do that sort of stuff. Like, if you want to get retribution for Habib or for Artem, go and fight Habib. Go and fight him. Go and knock him out. And there's there's your retribution. You know, that that's exactly what you do. There's no need to go over doing all this stuff. Like, like if Habib <coughs> had, if, if Habib if Habib had a hopped off the bus, like Connor's shouting for Habib to get off the bus. If he had to get off the bus, like what would have happened? Like. What, <laughs> It's yeah. like the main event is fighting with another guy and his and his team, or not his team, but like a couple of people from his team and other people who I don't know who they are. Um, it, it just wasn't going to end well either way. Like, really, was it? Like, no. The, the problem here as well is McGregor's kind of untouchable, like because things like this, not as bad as this, have happened before. But you know, there's never been any anything that has happened to him. You know, the UFC have never caught him. He's never been in trouble with the law until now, and we, we'll see what happens now. But I'm not sure. Is it just a thing of he keeps getting away with it, so he keep doing it? You know, and that's that's very unfortunate. And even Dana White came out last night, and you know, wasn't half as mad or or strong as he was a couple of days ago when Brett Akamoto mm-hmm. asked him, uh, "Were you? Do, would you want to be in the Conor McGregor business now?" And he goes, "Would you?" Kind of as if saying no. And now he's saying, "Oh, we'll talk about it next week." Yeah, he said saying, it was the most disgusting, despicable, all the stuff. And then mm-hmm. the, the next day, UFC.com front and center is the the embedded the picture of Conor with the with the thing in the air about to throw it and. Uh, they're, they're the embedded is the most watched embedded ever, and they're 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 gonna push that. And if if Habib fights Conor, they're they're gonna they're gonna show that footage. Like, let's be honest, like that's gonna sell pay per views. Um, so yeah, don't be fooled by Dana's fake outrage. Yeah, at the end of the day, the bottom line is all that matters to Dana White, and he doesn't give a fuck. Like it, and and this, this pay per view would have probably sold more because of it as well, and then the the, the potential future pay per views will sell more as well. So in the end, Dana Dana Endeavor are probably happy enough to be honest. Like. Yeah, I suppose what, like, we're we're not obviously legal experts or anything, but 
maybe we'll get someone on over on Patreon or something to talk about what could happen next. But it, it, it's tough to speculate what's going to happen next with, with McGregor and all like that. And wh- whether, whether he's going to fight again, how long it could be. You know, it's it's June now uh, when he's courted the 14th of June, I believe. So, you know, he's not going to... Would this year be ruled out of fighting? It could be. You'd never know. You know, with that hanging over him, we, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. It could be... What, what did I say? It was, was it two years since he's fought in the UFC? Three years. I think it was 500 days or 500, 500 days. just yeah. over 500 days. I think it was 500 days, like a week ago. People were saying it was 500 days yeah. um, since he last fought. Obviously, the it's good that people are not pretending that boxing is fighting. So that's good. That's a yeah. progression. <laughs> but it could be coming up to three years since Conor McGregor hasn't fought. What he's 29 now in the prime well, uh, 500, 500 days is, is what no, like, no, but it, if if. You know, it's it's June where this court date is, so I presume he won't be fighting around then, and then he'll have to go into camp again. It it'll be well over two two and a half. Uh, two well, if you, if you look at the Ozdemir thing, like I don't think having a court case hanging over is going to stop the UC booking you if they can make money off you. I don't know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Either way, anyway, say, let's say two years, two and a half years, in the you know in the middle of his career where he should be doing yeah. all his best work, and it's it's in wasted. His, it's gone. It's prime, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely gone, and that's that's the for MMA fans. Everyone listening to this is obviously an MMA fan. That is a crying shame. Whether you're a McGregor fan or not a McGregor fan, whether you want to see him lose or whether you want to see him win, it's an absolutely crying shame that he hasn't been in there fighting. He hasn't fought Max Holloway again. Hasn't fought Habib. Hasn't fought Tony Ferguson or GSP or Tyron Woodley. Whoever you want to see him fight, it's a crying shame, and it's it's a shame that these things are happening instead of him fighting. You know we. Nobody wants to see it. I'm sure Conor McGregor doesn't want to see it either. Like, and, and nobody wants. He's his friends, his family don't want to see it. And, you know, maybe people need to have a word with him. You know, and I don't think enough people in his, you know, in his circle have come out and and, and said these things. Said it's th- these things need to change, or maybe they have. Maybe they've said it to him, but maybe they need to say it to him again. You know, it's this. This is this can't go on. You know, he, he, be tough in the octagon. Go in there and fight. Earn load. You can earn a shitload of money. You could be the richest prize fighter of all time. You could fight Fly Mayweather in MMA and make a fucking hundred million. And then you could fight Habib Nurmagomedov and make a ball load of money over in Russia. Those things are right. They're still there. They're still not gone, even though all these mistakes. Why would you throw that away? Why would you even think about throwing it away? You know, you have everything and you work for it. He deserved it. Like he deserves to have all this because he got there and he worked for it. But why would you throw that away over stupidity, like you know, over absolute stupidity? What what happened with Artem and Habib? Okay, it was they shouldn't have done that. It was bad, but it wasn't bad enough to go and and do that and put your whole career in jeopardy. You know, put put your put your freedom in jeopardy. It, like it was, it was absolutely absolutely idiotic stuff and a, a disgrace, a shame on on Ireland as well and Irish MMA and everything and you know the, it made worldwide news in Ireland Conor McGregor, MMA fighter Conor McGregor uh, you know and I, I I know he didn't want that when he was coming up he wanted to, he wanted to, you know to make MMA look good, to make Ireland look good and the opposite is happening right now and that's that's such a pity such an absolute yeah, pity I, I, I blame boxing, I mean, boxers yeah. coming over here <laughs> Yeah. Smashing up buses. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, professional boxer and kickboxer Conor McGregor and Keen Cowley were in court the other day. Yeah, it's not MMA at all. But yeah. N- n- now I'm a, I'm, I'm a wanted man as well. Yeah, you're a wa- wanted man. What did you think? Uh, explain to people there while I cough. <laughs> Can you hear that now? Did you say sorry? I was coughing. 
Okay, I just played a little <laughs> video clip, but maybe you can't hear it because it's playing through the same uh, no, I can't hear it, no. same laptop. Yeah, oh, you're wanted, pretty. man. What do you, if people don't know? Uh, they they put up pictures in where was it, the Barclays Center, Barclays Center, even over in New York, where the event was on this week. We obviously McGregor and his whole team were banned, but they must have got like pictures from the May Mac. Um, uh media day where people were credentialed and <laughs> john gavin was on Owen roddy was on uh i think yeah what's a boxer's name tiernan bradley is it tiernan, tiernan bradley yeah yeah he was one and you were one <laughs> so you're like up as yeah five of the six five yeah. of the six people on the poster weren't even in new york at the time like but uh don't have the facts getting away but uh, i don't know i i plead the <laughs> <laughs> i'm rick james bitch yeah, uh, like it's just so random. Like, this, yeah. you you said we had you uh, Ovens or what's his name OAM sent yeah. uh, one of the fighters on it sent a, uh, a tweet out saying that these are all over the arena and it was a picture of me from my Mayweather McGregor credential uh, and then Artem Roddy Kavanaugh uh, the, the the cup man uh, yeah. Connor's boxing cup man uh, his boxing training partner Tiernan Bradley and uh, maybe one other was there. Um, that was it. No, it's, uh, yeah. Or maybe that was it. Yeah, and uh, the only person that was actually in New York at the time of the thing was Artem. So uh, I don't know what that's about, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Apparently, they they think it was like master masterminded from uh, back in Ireland or something. Back in Ireland, yeah, Dublin masterminded. I would have fucking wouldn't be surprised. Like, you just fucking. Uh, it was all you. It was all you behind it. That was me. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that liar, liar, where he farts in the lift. Oh god, I it was we, me. <laughs> I suppose we better get to, to some fights well, anyway. Good done up with the the wanted poster. Yeah, I'm I'm getting one printed out and put it behind me. It's <laughs> gonna be that's gonna take uh, absolute pride of place in my um in my background. But let's get to the fights. UFC two to three, and what we had turned out to be two. Interesting one, interesting fight, one very, very good fight uh, between Rosam Yunus and Yoni and JJ. But let's get to the Habib Nurmagomedov versus Alaya Quinta fight first. And it was it was an odd fight, I thought. Um, in, in the first round, Habib came out um, looking looking slower than he usually does. But for a five round fight, we were discussing that before, and maybe that's understandable. Ally Quinta came out with a huge, very, very, very low stance, which was obviously something he tried to do to stop the takedown. He was trying to pot shot a little bit. Uh, Habib came in, caught an ankle, got him down, looked dominant on the ground. Uh, Al got up uh, and, and got to the clinch, kept trying to get wrist control and kept getting wrist control, but kept getting taken down from it. And underhooks are something you need against Habib Nurmagomedov uh, and he just he couldn't get him uh, um, in the second round very similar thing happened Habib caught the ankle took him down uh, landed a few knees uh, and just basically dominated I think the second was a 10-8 he almost got a choke at one stage the first was close enough as well but I, I'd give that a 10-9 the third and fourth in were no takedowns all stand up with Habib just basically jabbing the face off of Al not really throwing much behind and not throwing any combinations with his chin in the air but Al was kind of hurt by that stage and Habib did a good job of keeping him keeping him off him and not letting I'll get inside much in the fifth in I'll came out very sloppy shots in the third and fourth round I thought as well uh, yeah, diving from the out. inside and just getting nowhere near a couple of times and not getting any takedowns in I think he didn't get any takedowns in either the third or the fourth and then 
Maybe yeah. he got. I think he. Yeah, no. He, the one he got was in the fifth. Then. Yeah, in the, yeah, in the fifth he got taken down there. But I, I like Quinta was winning that round. I thought for the first while, landing a good bit on Habib, who's again his chin was up in the air, but it was it was an even enough. But I would have given it to Al. But then Habib landed a huge uppercut and hurt Al, which didn't really get mentioned on the the broadcast much. But he did hit him with that, hurt him, and then got the takedown. And obviously the fight was was over from there. But I thought the analysis of this fight was was terrible, to be honest, afterwards, initially. Um, because this was a dominant win for Habib Nurmagomedov. And he didn't he didn't show anything that we didn't show already. He didn't, like, if you watched any of my videos there last week or any, listened to any of the podcasts, you would have seen this coming. This this is what Habib Nurmagomedov does. You know, he's very good yeah, take, rushes in for it, and not good striking. Yeah. If you listen to, to the rest of the media, though, you'd swear that, like, he gets a takedown every, every time he wants with ease, like, he's the best takedown artist in the history. And he's he's definitely up there. Like he's he, uh, like when I say this stuff, like the last couple of weeks, like he's not he's not the greatest takedown takedown artist. Like I'm not like I'm not saying he's not good. He's very very high level, but they're just his pure his actual wrestling shot isn't as good as others. It's when he gets on top, his dominance is second to none. But yeah, that's not that's not taken away from. Him. That's just that's just um, like okay, he's not the best, but he's probably top ten. You know, that's pretty high level, and a lot of guys can't stop that. But after the second round, he, he, his 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 takedown attempts got much sloppier, and mm, the 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 three round fights probably suit his style a bit more because it's such a high output style of, of ground and pound. When he does get it to the ground, and he kind of just needs one takedown usually uh, in a round, and then he'll he'll just work from there, and he won't let you get back up. But in this fight, he had to he had to work a bit harder than he than he he would have expected, and I think because Ally Quinta has, has had trouble giving up his back in the past and getting choked. I think uh, uh, Habib went for that, even though usually he would just he would just ride it ride it out and just kind of surf over you. But he kind of probably thought that from looking at Ali Quintus tape that he'd be able to choke him. But uh, uh, Al defended well, in fairness to him, uh, toughed it out a couple of times, uh, gave up mount in order to in order to get out of uh, get out of chokes and ate some punches and was was really game. Like he he was there to win. Like you know he wasn't there to make up the numbers. Like we've seen title fights before in the past like where where guys are just kind of happy to be there like that wasn't the case with al he saw this as his his big chance to upset the world and i'm sure having matt sarah who who made gsp tap the strikes 11 years earlier telling him like you know like no like he, he knows that situation he's been training with matt sarah for years he's well aware of what happened that night and the fact that anything can happen in mma and upsets happen all the time I mean, he kind of had this nothing to lose al quinta had this nothing to lose um uh, position that that he he made the best of like he went for it. like fair play to him he had a, as you said he had a low stance to try and stop the takedown he he did everything everything he could uh, on such short notice he had a good game plan and he put on a good show but Habib is just is just a different level to him yeah a hundred percent yeah I'll I'll definitely try to well he was just outclassed by a way better fighter but the thing about Habib Nurmagomedov is he is in the that top one percent of fighter. And when you are there, and and it's rare in MMA because there aren't that many, they divide opinions so much between people saying they're unbeatable, they're the best in the world, and saying they're useless. And I, I said it a week ago, neither of those things are true. They are not, neither of them are true. He's not unbeatable, and he's not useless. But there, there are flaws in everyone's game. And and you can if you can't see the flaws in Habib Nurmagomedov's game, you don't know what you're watching. I went full Nile there for a second. But it... If you can't see how good he is as well, you don't know what you're watching. Because if Habib Nurmagomedov can get you to where he's good, he will beat you every time. And if you can stop him from getting to where he is good, 
you have a huge chance of beating him because there's there's gaping holes in his game. You know, that that jab, well, the jab looked fine, right? He was landing the jab all the time, and you can't fault it. You know, if a, if a punch that lands is a good punch. But he wasn't putting nothing behind it, putting no combinations, and he got countered a few times from it. And Ally Quinta, because of that low stance, he just couldn't throw punches properly. He 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 went for it. He did everything he could. But I would, uh, if someone had, had been more, if he'd been more confident, not more confident, but at the end of the fight, and he kind of did it in the fifth round, just decided to stand up, get into his normal stance, and throw. To beat Habib Nurmagomedov, you have to do a couple of things, right? You have to stop that takedown, and you have to be confident on your feet. If you do those two things, you will beat Habib Nurmagomedov. Whoever you, uh, you know, most fighters, if it's Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson, whoever. If you do those two things, you will beat Habib Nurmagomedov. And then now that's no easy thing to do. No easy thing at all to do because Habib is very good. Uh, as you said, he, on the ground, he's the best in the world. Best we've ever seen in MMA at, at getting on top and holding people. Now, his jiu-jitsu, I don't think he's the best in the world. He he had a, an opportunity to finish that fight a few times. He had um, Ally Quinta in a rear naked choke once. He didn't finish it. And I don't know, maybe that is a little bit of a weakness, but wrestling, writing people out, the best in the world. Takedowns, one of the best in the world, 100%. But he can be stopped. You saw Alaya Quinta yesterday. Well, go back and watch that fight. Every time he went and got wrist control when he was clinched, he got taken down. Every time. Every uh, There was once, actually, where he didn't, where he turned him out. But every time he got the underhook, he wasn't taken down. Literally every time he got the underhook, he got an over-under, uh, overhook on one side, underhook on the other side, or else two underhooks. Every time he stopped the takedown. Go back and watch Gleason's T-Bow's fight. How did he stop every takedown? Get the underhook. Now, it's easier said than done to get the underhook, but you can do it against Habib Nurmagomedov. And that's what we're talking about here because people are saying he's unbeatable. But you can do it. I like Quinta showed you could do it. And he's two rounds he went with stopping the takedown. Gleason T-Bow did it for three rounds, stopped the takedown. So it's not impossible. So if you can do it, you can beat him. But can you do it? Can someone go out there and be confident enough to throw well on their feet to stand up and not take that low stance where Aya Quinta has where where which helps stop the takedown. Like if you're standing up in a Conor McGregor stance going in and out, is Habib Nurmagomedov going to catch your ankle and take you down? Because he can do that very easily. You know, if Tony Ferguson comes out and he he tries one of these mad takedowns and goes for jiu-jitsu, is, is the jiu-jitsu from the bottom going to work? Is Tony Ferguson strong enough against defense to, to get the underhooks to keep Habib Nurmagomedov up? Maybe not, but maybe they are. You know, and it's mm. last night I, I tweeted afterwards. It felt like we were robbed that fight did because Habib Nurmagomedov is so good, but he has yet to prove it against someone at the very, very top like that. No, he, okay, he beat Rafael Dos and yeah. yeah, and Barboza, but RDA wasn't RDA that he is now back then. I don't think, I think he's improved an awful lot since then, but he's never beaten a champion. No, he is the champion now, but he's he beat Ally Quinta to win the belt. In all due respect, Ally Quinta, you know, he's fought twice in the last three years. I'd love to, you know, it's, a, it's such a pity these fight keep, fights keep falling out, falling out because Habib Nurmagomedov is a great fighter and you can see he's a great fighter, but it's, it's a, more of a pity for him that he can't prove it against someone at the very top who was a champion. If he fought McGregor now and beat him, all the doubts, I don't have any doubts about how good he is and I, but lots of people do. And if he fought McGregor and did beat him, all those doubts would be taken away. And are all the doubts about him, you know, about McGregor being able to beat him would be taken away. And that's why that fight would is just so brilliant. And that's why that fight, I'd love to see it It'd be an absolute tragedy if it doesn't happen. But your take on Habib? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, just a little side point. You put up a question on Twitter afterwards about does a does a full camp Max Holloway mm-hmm. beat beat Habib in a word? I I only saw your tweet. I didn't see the responses. What was the the general consensus on that one? I think last night at the time I put up thirty five people said Max Holloway beat him and twenty four I think said Habib and more have come in since. But it's around then most people think that Max Holloway would beat Habib. I, I don't I blame don't, him. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. Like. Uh, I'd have to study the tape. Like it'd be tough. Like it's a tough, it's a tough matchup to to analyze without without watching tape. But yeah, I think um, I think the as you were saying, the kind of invincibility factor that people kind of had put on on Habib has been tapered a bit, even though it was a very dominant performance and that he did win like every single round, including the two rounds on the feet where he couldn't get the tape down. But as you said, the punches he was landing didn't have that much behind him. The jab was there. Ally Quintex seemed to couldn't get around the jab, but the jab was was it bloodied up Ally Quintex's face a little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't um they weren't game changing punches. They they were they were good. It was a good it was a good striking display from Habib like to to win those rounds against Al but uh, if 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 Holloway or McGregor or some high level striker was in there, it, it could look very different for Habib if he couldn't get the takedown, and you, you wouldn't fancy his chances if if he couldn't get a takedown against uh, somebody like Holloway or McGregor. Uh, but uh, you know, if he if he gets a takedown in the first round, the second round, he's going to do damage to you that may may take the pop out of your step and the snap out of your punches, and maybe it's it's going to be harder to put him away then, if, even if you can stop the... If the same situation happened, like what happened with Ali Aguinta, where you can stop the takedowns in the, the third and fourth, but not the first and the second, then how compromised are you going to be by the time the third comes around? And you, Like, I think... I think I, I think there's loads of interesting matchups for Habib, but I think, the as you said, the, like the, the one that everybody wants to see, even for last two or three years, is, is Habib and Connor and all this shenanigans is just going to lead to more interest and like you know people who uh who don't who don't follow the sport were were on to me and i'm sure onto you and asking about what the hell's going on and they know who habib is now if they didn't know before and they know there's a big beef between him and connor so it's just going to end up it's going to end up in more pay-per-view so i think both like connor is obviously trying to get the biggest fights possible i think I think once once all this stuff is sorted out with the, the legal side of things, I think uh, it, it, it's the only logical matchup to make next. Mm-hmm. What do you think is next for Habib? Do you think it will be kind of he called out GSP afterwards? Obviously, Tony Ferguson is still yeah. not around. Uh, that was a bit strange. He, he's been going at McGregor for not defending his belt for, for a year. And then the second he wins the belt, he's talking about going up and fighting somebody in a different way. Yeah, I, I thought that, not that specifically, but him saying, like, beg me to McGregor and stuff was very odd. Like, with all due respect, Habib Nurmagomedov is a, a guy who's known for injuries and known for pulling out of fights and known for not having that many fights. And, you know, it's I, I, when Max Holloway acts like that, like he defends his belt all the time and that he fights regularly, that's fine. And I've said that previously on this podcast that Max Holloway, that, that why Max Holloway is different to all of the other people around, you know, linked with McGregor is he rarely talks about McGregor. Everything he does is him and he wants to be champion. He wants to be the best. And that's why he's so good. Like for Habib, I think he needs to do that as well. But. <laughs> you know, he needs, if he needs to, you know, if he wants to get the reputation for being someone who defends his belt all the time, come out and defend it all the time, or come out and fight all the time. Like, it's it's still a bit, 
it's still a bit raw the fact that you know he hasn't fought that much and stuff. So for him to be talking about that when you know there's nothing really to back that up to say he's going to defend his title all the time is very odd. But it's it's hard to know what fight is going to make. It's going to be made next. It's so up in the air. I don't think GSP is fighting him. Not a hope. Um, when the McGregor situation we decided we talked about that. Don't know Tony Ferguson. I I can't see him making that fight again. I just I just really can't. It's just. Five times would be just a bit too much, and then you you know you look down the division after that, and you Eddie Alvarez there, which you know could be could be one he's already beat Edson Barboza, Dustin Poirier, and Justin Gaethje fight next week, which which we'll get. To, but it's it's tough to know what's going to be next. If you had to predict this, what would it be? Oh, um, yeah. Dana said he's not going to put the Tony fight, the Tony Habib fight together again. But we we all know how unreliable Dana's statements to- are. Tony, um, it is so. <laughs> yeah, Tony confirmed. Or when he it was funny when when he Dana said at the press conference afterwards that they asked him about Floyd coming to MMA and uh, Floyd saying it would have to be with Showtime, and yeah. Dana said oh, we'll do it on we'll do it on HBO That's was it or mm-hmm. but uh, actually <laughs> he's like there's no way we're working with Stephen Espinosa so that like doesn't there's, there's a like even if Floyd was serious about coming to MMA which I don't yeah. think he is there's so many hurdles there and uh, I I don't see that as much of a possibility so I think for Connor. There was there was a report I think on MMA fighting I think it was that the UFC were were readying an announcement of of RDA versus Connor for the interim welterweight title, mm-hmm. which seems a bit strange. But when you hear that, then who the fuck knows? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know we haven't good that just that thing on that Mayweather thing. Somebody asked him that question, but they they actually asked it wrong to Dana White. I listened to that interview today. Mayweather said if he came back for a multi fight deal. It'd have to be with Showtime and CBS. But he said before that, if he come back with one fight deal, he fight for the UFC. He never, he didn't say if he just came for one fight that he'd it'd have to be Showtime and CBS. He said if he went for multi fight, it'd have to be Showtime and CBS. So I think there's a bit a bit of uh, miscommunication there. But I, I just uh, to mention that. But yeah, I, I don't know what's going to be next for Habib. I suppose we we'll wait and see, and we'll see over the next uh, over the next while. But let's move on to the comment event, and this was. This was the fight of the night. I don't know did the win fight of the night. Did it? Let me look. Uh, no, it didn't. Uh, Mega Man Shapiro versus Bajniak won. Oh yeah, in fairness. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't. I think this was a far superior fight. No, I know, but like, uh, like I, I definitely preferred this fight. But I can see why. Like that's a Dana, Dana White kind of fight. Like yeah. you know, when the guy's like talking, walking forward, like getting the shit out of him. Dana. Diego doing the, the old Diego Sanchez job, like you know, yeah, loves that, that is true. That is true. But Yoani and Jacek versus uh, Rose and Yunus. This was this was an absolutely brilliant fight, even enough for the first two rounds. But I thought Rose was was clearly winning it. Uh, Joanna made a lot of adjustments in that she was moving a lot more, uh, trying to get inside, did better landing inside against Rose, but still Rose was absolutely dominating the range. Was able to step outside, uh, come in with her different angles to, to stop. Uh, to stop Yinjecek coming back and forward straight away. But Yinjecek did a good job of moving sideways, but it was just Johanna or uh, Rose is better at her in those areas. But in the coming into the third and fourth, Rose did get a bit tired and Johanna started to land. Rose was fighting in the pocket a lot more. She wasn't moving as much as she did in the first two rounds. And maybe Probably going forward. Kicks. Yeah, going mm-hmm. forward at Cario is a big thing as well. Yeah, Johanna landed a lot of leg kicks because she wasn't moving. She got she was she because she was able to do that. But then in the fifth it, I, I think it was two all. I think most people think it was two all going into the fifth. Uh, in the fifth round, yeah, I had a two. Rose just brought it. She brought the fight. Stood in the pocket, true hands, and landed the cleaner, better, harder shots than Joanna and Jacek. And she proved to me there that she is 
a champion amongst champions. Absolutely brilliant. For you to be tired like that, lost two rounds in a row, even though the judges didn't give them to him, and I, I don't know what that was about, but to come out and pull that fifth round out of your hat, that was brilliant. That It reminded me, you know, of old fights. You know, maybe not, you know, like Johnny Hendricks when he pulled one out uh, against Robbie Lawler, I think it was, or, you know, John Jones against Alexander Gustafson or McGregor and, and Diaz when he was in trouble and he came back. She was in trouble. Make no mistake about it. All those leg kicks were adding up. Joanna was, Joanna was looking like she was going to start dominating that fight as it came in the her mid part of the third round, got into the fourth. But Rose pulled it out and showed guts, ability, and just brilliance. This was a, a great fight, and Rose Namajunas is is a really really good fighter. Yeah, on my scorecard, it was all coming down, even though the judges had a different, it was all coming down to the last round, and Rose landed a couple of not really nice uh, left hands, I think it was, uh, early in the fifth round. And then Joanna started coming back into it a bit, and Rose must have thought it was a bit too close for comfort, and she changed it up and hit a takedown just to kind of... Uh, there hadn't been a takedown attempt or a takedown in the, in the fight up to then, so it stands out and kind of make sure that the judges give her that round, which I thought was really smart. And although she did nothing with the takedown, except like Joanna threw a couple of rabbit punches at her, did did nothing except add to the, to the stats. But um, it was, it was, it showed a, a good fight IQ from Rose. And uh, I think it, it, I think it showed that the first fight wasn't a fluke for Rose. And it also showed that, um, you know, maybe Joanna was, wasn't lying or was being honest, was telling us the truth when she said that her weight could affect her because she looked a lot better and she she kind of redeemed herself even though even though she lost, if that makes sense. Even yeah. like, you know, both kind of showed that they're that they're a really high level, even even though um even though Joanna lost, she kinda she kinda got she, she showed what she's about, like you know that she she can overcome adversity in the first couple of rounds and and pull it back. But Rose just showed that she she just has her number. I think. Yeah, uh, I I could I could hear Ben Cartledge throwing his phone at his uh, at the wall at home when he he saw people tweeting about how that takedown won Rose the round, robbed her the round, and the judges got. But it, it really didn't. She was winning that round handily. But no, but know, it's it, a good. It, it, you know good. how judges it, it work. Her, like it, it yeah, but people good, people were saying. Yeah, people were saying, "Oh, that's this was an even round, and now that takedown helps him win the round." No, no, it didn't. It it just didn't. It, I, it, I, I, it, I don't know. I think it does in the judges' eyes. The judges historically love a takedown. They just love it. I don't know. I think the judges have improved an awful lot, and I don't think they're that stupid anymore. I think that was true before, but I don't think it's true anymore. To be honest, there was some rounds last night as well. What, what well, one, one, one of the it? rounds they gave to which which round did they give? Did they yeah, give to know. Rose of the three? Yeah, I don't Let me know. Have if I can have a look and see. Um, they I all gave it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So the first two rounds, uh, two the two of the two of the judges gave. One of the judges gave the second round to Joanna, and no other round to Joanna. Glenn Trowbridge. So he gave every single round, but the second to Rose. What? Then, uh, yeah. Then MA judges aren't retarded apparently. Um, uh, five. Uh, David Terrell gave the fourth and all uh, the fourth to to Joanna, and all the rest to Rose. And then Chris Lee gave the third to Joanna and all of the rest of Rose. Yeah, they're not they're not great cards, to be honest. It, it, yeah, I don't think I hate saying it's an easy fight to score, but I think there was there were all clear enough rounds, to be honest. The if so the first two, okay, fair enough. I could have seen Joanna getting one of them. Uh, but not, I don't know, not really, you know, if it had been a split decision and someone had a given one, I could understand it maybe, but not the third and the fourth, I don't think, uh, you know, I'd have to go back and watch again in the clear light of day, I suppose, but no, I don't think so, but anyway, look, they got the right decision uh, either way, and um, 
you know, it's it's it was a great fight, and as you said there, yeah, I have to mention Joanna she gave a great performance. I I think one twenty five is probably the place for her now, and maybe even if she got a, a title shot straight away, fought Nico Montano, and maybe you could make that third fight then again, make it a super fight or something like that. And you know, there, there's obviously fights for their roads. It looks like um, it looks like it's going to be Jessica Andrade next, or it could be Carolina Kovalkevich or Kovalkevich or whatever you want to call her. Uh, has, <laughs> you want to call her? Who has a win against? Um, who has a win against Rose Nam units, I believe. Let me just look. Yeah, Rose says she wanted to get set this record straight on that one or something along those lines after in the, the post-fight. It was either the post-fight interview or the post-fight press conference. Yeah, so hopefully uh, one of those fights happen. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, they, I think they both come out of that fight uh, looking better than they did going into it. So fair play to them. All right, some of the um, some of the other fights in the card. Hinata Malkano against Calvin Cater was not great, a bit boring. Malkano uh, won with Hinata. It was all right. You know, yeah. was all right. Boring, I wouldn't say. It was all right. Uh, Olivier Obermercia got a good finish over Evan Dunham in a card that it was the only finish on the card apart from Joe Lozon getting cor- stopped in the corner. And I thank God they stopped that in the corner. Thank yeah. God. It's very rare you see, you see the cornerman call it. So fair play. Uh, Joe Lozon, after about three minutes of the first round, looked like he was out of gas. He looked like he had nothing left and he was just kind of leaning in to uh, Grutzemacher. Just just looks to be completely done, Joe Lozon. Um, just shop-worn. He, his game hasn't moved on from, from years ago. He... He's just, he's just, he, his just time is, his time has passed, and it's, it's sad to see him in there, um, taking a beating like that. But at least, at least, uh, at least his corner didn't, didn't, didn't leave him in there to take even more damage. So, you know, uh, we, we say a lot that they should, the corner should throw in the tail, it should stop the, the fight between rounds, and they don't. So when somebody does, they should, should be praised for it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Ashley Evan Smith beat Beck Rollins in a dominant display as well. Probably Beck Rollins' last fight in the UFC. She moves to seven and eight now. Devin Clark had a good win against Mike Rodriguez, uh, and uh, a couple more fights. Karolina Kovalkiewicz, who we mentioned earlier, beat Felice Harrigan. Yeah, split yeah, apparently. Yeah, it was definitely not a split decision. Yeah, very, very odd. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the third round was close, but I gave all three to Carolina. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Felice Harrigan because she was a fighter. Who was not, when she was in Bellator, she was not a good fighter at all. She was, you know, someone who was kind of, you know, she was more of a model than a fighter. I think she'd probably even admit that herself. You know, she was always on, you know, magazines back in the day and websites and everything. But she has turned into a very, very good fighter. I have a lot of respect for Felice Herrick. She put on a good fight against one of the best people in the world. She lost clearly, but, you know, she's yeah. one of the best top 10 in the world, I think. Very. Very yeah. impressed with her. The judge, the judge Chris Lee, <laughs> the one who was uh, involved in the other decision we mentioned earlier, he gave the first and the third to to Felice Herrick. Which is very, very odd. Yeah. And uh what about my boy Showtime Shapirov, Sharapov, even I can't say his name. What a display against Kyle Bochniak. I didn't think it was as brilliant a fight as some people did. I just thought it was a, a schooling, to be honest, apart from the last 40 seconds of fight where he got very yeah. tired. I think when they when they when the when a fight ends like the way it ended, people people remember that. But like, yeah, it was a really good fight. I enjoyed it and all. But I think people were going a bit over the top. Um, do you think he should, he should the beat should have put him away? I, like, yeah, maybe. Like, Bashnek yeah, did I, fight well though. 
He Patrick Wyman, I said, said uh, mentioned it. He did everything you'd want to do against Zabit because he got inside. He didn't really get taken down that much. He landed when he came inside, or, or truth uh, shots at least when he came inside. But that, that last forty seconds, well, if anyone is watching this, they, they showed a slow motion uh, afterwards. Go back and watch that. Look at what Zabit did. He was wrecked tired, and uh, Kyle was throwing absolutely everything at him, and he dodged. 95% of those shots. It was dodging everything and landing coming back when he's absolutely wrecked tired. Yeah. He's it so composed, good. isn't he? In in the exchanges. He makes this game. He's a champ. He's going to be a champion. He is going to be a champion. It's only a matter of time. It's really an, in, an interim champion or a real champion. Well, you wouldn't know he's going to hold the belt, but this man is on another level. His striking is unbelievable. His wrestling is brilliant. He has it all. Zabit. Megamed Sharipov. Learn how to spell the name right now. Team Sheehan. Actually, Habib's Team Sheehan as well. And he saw Team Sheehan won a, a title last night. Team Sheehan on his way to win a title. Max Holloway, watch out. My boys are coming for you. Yeah, Habib is on, on Team Graham as well. He is, yeah. So fair play. Well done. It was great. Um, what about the, sec- the second round? Uh, one of the judges. Or talk about the judges here. I, I, I think just because you said the judges are improved. <laughs> Being just got to just gotta absolutely or, kill you now. Go on. One of the judges gave uh, actually the third round. They gave the third round to Kyle. Uh, oh, yeah, that was I. I could see that, had, uh, but not not really. You could see that. I think it was it was Zabit had control according to the stats here for four minutes and eleven seconds of yeah. the five minute round. Landed thirty six strikes to nineteen. I know these stats are, are a bit thing a bit skewed. He had three takedowns, and then uh, he got the round scored against him by uh, by uh, Glenn Trowbridge. <laughs> In fairness, though, at the time. At the time, it kind of did look like um, like Kyle was landing those, but then when they went back and saw the replay, uh, he obviously didn't land half as many as I think. But it's easy to get, you know, if you're at the wrong side of the cage or whatever, if you're not looking on the telly, even on the telly, it's hard to see it because they they were coming in so fast. But, you know, I couldn't understand. It looked like he landed a lot of hard shots, but he really didn't. And But even so if he had landed in that exchange, uh, Magomedov was, or uh, <laughs> was was landing in the, in, in the exchanges as well. So, true. I don't know how that would swing around two points. Yeah, well, it wasn't, but sure, look, these things happen. We'll get over it. Uh, all right, let's move on. I suppose let's talk a bit about Brian Moore, uh, who fought this week in the Bellator over in Budapest. And yeah, it, was, it was great watching the live, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, a badly needed shining light on Irish MMA and a dark week for Irish MMA. But Brian Moore look, looked absolutely phenomenal, came out, smashed his opponent with a, a, a cross, I believe. Uh, he landed a... Um, uh, a co- uh, combination landing with right hand almost stopped him standing, yeah, flush on the face, almost stopped him standing, went down, bursted him open with elbows. He posted a picture afterwards actually where he cut his own elbow open, and I can understand why absolutely destroyed him with elbows. Give him uh, move forward. I believe he got into side control at one stage, gave him a bit of space to, to you know, enough space to hang himself, and that's what he did. He got him into standing guillotine uh, and tapped him in the first round. This was a phenomenal, phenomenal display from Brian Moore, who has become one of the best Irish MMA fighters we have at the moment. Uh, you know, you spoke to him obviously before the fight last week. He's he's um full time now fighter going up and down from Wexford to Dublin. Uh what is it four times a week? Yeah, serious and, track up and down as well. Yeah, it looked like it's paying off because he looked absolutely phenomenal uh in there and uh, I can't say enough good things about that display. Yeah, he he dominated on the feet. As you said, he dropped him hard. He he cut him open on the ground and then he Dominated them and finished them in the in the grappling. So it was a brilliant all round performance from Brian. 
Um, it just got everything. All the fights just got overshadowed by all the the incidents. But um, I forgot it was happening until I saw the result. Yeah, like it's hard. It's hard for people to get excited about uh, these fights. No, no fault of Brian's. It's just Bellator when they don't have. They don't have a TV deal over here, and they don't have, even in America that was on tape delay, so you can't even pull up a live stream. It's just, it's just what is going on? Like it's just, it's, 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 it's actually these fighters. It's, it's. How, how do I put it? Like it's, it's a shame. Like it, it's, yeah. it's. They deserve better from the promotion. Like the promotion is a huge. Like they're owned by a huge uh, television company. Like uh, how is this still ongoing? What like it's, it's ridiculous. It actually, I know we talk about it constantly, and people are probably like, "Why do you talk about this every every time there's a bell tour?" Because it's it's, 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 it's us, really, to be honest. Yeah, it's just it's a, just a joke at this age. Like mm-hmm. every time you say anything about it, people just start writing jokes on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. It's just it's, it's just it's stupid. It really yeah. is. You hit the nail on the head there. They're they're owned by a television company, and that's what it is. Bellator is a TV show. It's not a fight promotion. That's that's all they care about. It's it's you know it's Game of Thrones. It's it's whatever. It's a TV show. That's what it is. It's not a fight promotion. So and it's a pity because these are real fighters gone in there. And that's why last week when it was announced Will Flory was signing with Bellator, and I was uh, like a little bit disappointed. Basically, it's, just, it's going to be a struggle to see his fights, you know, and it's going to be a struggle for him to build up himself because of Bellator. Like, it's tough. It's it's it is just tough. And hopefully, like if they get literally if they got if they got on fucking Dave, you know, like if David, what's his name, David Hay can do it. Like, oh come on! But I know there's so many has. crap channels on Sky Digital. Like there's a bunch of channels there, like about three hundred channels that show nothing but crap and. Um, could uh, like the repeats of old shows and stuff. They can't be doing good numbers. Like surely Bellator promoted well would do better numbers on these on these channels. On these but, channels, be happy to have them. Like I, I just like if the, the like people like Cage Warriors are able to sort out TV deals every time. Like, but that's been- not. I'm sure they could sort it out if they wanted that. But what they want is a Sunday night t- or a Saturday night, whatever it is, ten o'clock show to put on, and they don't care if that show happened eight days before. They don't care. They'll just that they have that slot to fill, and this is ha- this happened. We have this footage. We're going to fill it in there, and nobody's watching it because who cares? Uh, you know, you've got a stream or you heard the result. Nobody, nobody watches MMA like that after. There can't be anybody watching that, but they don't care because it just fills up a time slot. You know, Scott Coker can't do anything because he's not in charge. Nobody at Viacom cares and wants to do anything. It's I can't see it changing anytime soon. <sighs> you know, it's unfortunate, but. That's the world we live in. There you go. Right, let's move on. Actually, did you? I didn't see the Vincent Henderson fight. Did you see it? He beat. No, Roger I didn't. Anyway. I didn't see it. But, uh, it was too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we said, it's yeah. not possible just, over just here. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just get the get it on telly here, and then we'll fucking talk about it. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's get to the card next week, and we're obviously not going to be able to spend too much time on this because, um, because we don't have much time left. But Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje. Oh, I'm. I'm extremely, extremely, extremely excited for this. Interesting to see what fight Dustin Poirier fights here because, you know, he's a guy in the past who showed that he can get finished, um, that he showed that he's good wrestling. But against Justin Gaethje, who's also a very good wrestler, who is a finisher, who goes out hard, tries to get into a war, will Poirier's chin stand up against that if he can't get those takedowns, if he can't get dominance on top like, you know, he did against Joseph Duffy and, and a few others? Is his technique good enough to keep Justin Gaethje's war madness away from him? I think that's um, interesting, but I don't. Think he, he gets drawn into exchanges. Uh, he's he's known to to get cracked and to to get dropped. Like he's 
he's not he's not like he doesn't have a terrible chin, but he's if you're in there in the in the pocket exchanging with somebody like Justin Gaethje, it could end up it could be an early night for you. But he's shown in the past against maybe people like Joe Duffy that he can mix up, he can get takedowns, he can. He, he he can offer offer uh, other aspects uh, to the game, but Justin Gaethje's going to try and draw him into a war. Um, Justin Gaethje's an underrated wrestler. He doesn't really use his wrestling except for to stay on his feet. But he, if he needed to, he could probably mix in a takedown as well. So it's an interesting matchup in that case. But I see it being being a striking match. Um, and I see, I, I know, I know. I looked at the odds there. Justin Gaethje's an underdog, but I see him winning. What? I see Justin Gaethje winning. Yeah. Just, Justin he's... Gaethje's an underdog. Yeah, he's an underdog. Yeah. By by how much? Uh, two point two to one point seven. So what? What, what odds? Where do you work your odds? What do you do? You fraction or do you money yeah. line or what? So whichever. Just fraction. I mean, anything but that's uh, six six to five is Gaethje and five to seven is Parier. That is very so. Get on that. That's very surprising. I. Uh, I, the cooler I, just ruined it. Okay, get on Poirier. Yeah, yeah get on Poirier. I, 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 <laughs> honestly, I don't see Poirier win that fight at all. I, I, I think that matchup hugely favors Justin Gaethje. But here, make sure you get your money on before the podcast comes out, John. <laughs> they ought to be changing. <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? Uh, other than that, then Carlos Condit, unfortunately, his fight with Matt Brown fell out because Brown tore his SEL, but he comes in against Alex Oliveira. Uh, this is a big fight for Carlos Condit, isn't it? You know, he kind of laid an egg in his last fight <sighs> after looked, coming back yeah. from a while out. Uh, he, look, Alex, he, looked, yeah. he, he looked terrible in his last fight. He couldn't get his timing. Uh, he looked kind of timid compared to how he usually looks. Um, hopefully, for him, that was a, um, a rustiness, a, a kind of once-off, bad day at the office kind of thing. But uh, for some reason, I just think it isn't. I think I think he is done as a top contender. Um, I, I would have picked him over as Oliveira historically, no, no problem. But this could go either way. Uh, I'd probably go with Oliveira here, like just because of how bad Carlos Condit looked in his last fight. Like I've been a big Carlos Condit fan since the WBC days, but that guy who fought in the last fight it was a shadow of, of Carlos Condit. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, in his prime, Carlos Condit probably wins this fight easily, but um. I think Oliveira pushes him up against the fence and probably uh, probably wins over three Taking rounds. Taking the fence is so bad as well. Awful, awful, yeah. awful, awful. Uh, Israel Adesanya is back very quickly, isn't he? He fights Marvin Vittori here. I'm just seeing for the first oh, time. Shit, I didn't even know that. <laughs> that should be a good fight. I didn't know that. Michelle Watterson's fighting Courtney Casey. Good fight, Tim Boetch. As Michael Bisping loves to say, fighting Antonio Carlos Jr., Wilson Hayes, Owen Roddy's all four fighting former title challenger John Moraga, uh, European middleweight. Oh, Jack goes back. Yeah. Oh, Kami's back against Diego Lima. Mm, your man's brother. And that Arjun Buller dude. Your man's brother. Douglas Lima's brother. Your man's yeah. brother. Your man's brother, yeah. He um, is. Yeah, so there's a few fights, a few good fights in this card, but there's a few mm, not great ones as well. There's a lot of fights on the card as well. How many is there? One. Did you see this? Your man, Ricky Rainey, is on this card. Who got... The guy who lost in Bellator? Yeah, the guy who got smashed by uh, MVP and then Chidi, Chidi Idikoani and like... He, he's 13 and 4 now. He's won like four of his last five. That's very like when he was fighting MVP, MVP, everyone's like, oh, this guy is, you know, he's rubbish. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he beat Gilbert developer. Smith. I know Gilbert Smith, yeah. like, he's not exactly top level, but he's a he's a tough test. Like, uh, 
uh, he, he was on the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter when uh, Chael Sonnen was the, the his yeah. coach, I think. Wasn't he? Um, imagine, um, imagine watching that MVP uh, Ricky Rainey fight and thinking that Ricky Rainey would get to a higher level than MVP MVP would at this stage. God, that man's career is another shame that has just fallen off the cliff. So is MVP not undefeated in two sports? Yeah, he is. Fuck's sake, can't yeah. beat that guy. And uh, Luke Saunders is playing as well. Big week for Luke Saunders and his girlfriend Becky Lynch, who uh, who fights tonight at, at uh, WrestleMania. I hope everyone enjoys oh, yeah, WrestleMania. Should be fun. Should be fun. Uh, yeah, so that's a pretty good card. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, let's talk a little bit here about Brock Lesnar, who uh, is. It looks like it's going to be his last ever fight tonight in the WWE and then he's going to have, <laughs> no uh, it doesn't does it? he's going to have a bout on the back. rules in MMA well yeah for the moment anyway he's going to have a bout in, in rules under MMA um but he has to go back into the testing pool which will take does. 6 months six so months. he'll probably be uh, doing that wrestling for uh, a while know. longer yet. I don't think he will I don't think he will I think he'll go cuz he is he doesn't do it that much anyway uh, I suppose so, he, he, yeah. uh, I don't want to say well I suppose he has tested positive so he maybe in uh yeah, no, I'm just going to leave that, actually. <laughs> no, on, say it, say it. no, it's better. Fucking better say off. it. Name him. All right. Better off not. Slanderize him. Slandering uh, people. I've, I've been slandered myself this week, so I know how it feels now. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly do. Hashtag free Graham. But yeah, uh, what was it? What was we talking about? Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's going to come back fighting MMA. I don't really have that much to say about it. Just, yeah, fair enough. He's going to fight. I'm not WrestleMania tonight. Who would you like to see him fight there, actually? Go on. <sighs> um... The Mark Hunt rematch would be a good crack. <laughs> Just for the build-up. But uh, realistically, um, um, are they want, going to want him to, to win? Probably. The UC will probably want him to win, I'd say. Maybe Andre Arlowski. Former champ versus former champ. Sure. Make it happen. Definitely true. Yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of looking for... Mangano, like Mick. Do you see actually at the, that press conference where there was a few fights announced as well? TJ Delish, what? Could you, yeah, TJ oh, and Cody are fighting. The Cowboy are fighting. Um, Usman is fighting. Usman is fighting. Uh, Ponzinibbio, uh, off my hand, off of my head here. Who's who's uh, cringy having to fight? Today? RDA, mm-hmm. RDA, or the interim title. So, yeah, but at that, uh, Dana White said. Basically, that Brock Lesnar is still under contract with the possibility he fights the winner of Steve versus DC, which DC was absolutely delighted about. But <laughs> I, that's probably going to happen, isn't it? You know, win over Mark Hunt. Is that enough to get you in there? even though it's it's not really about it's not a league system it's not a it's not a bracket it's just Brock sells. Are we lucky? Brock sells. Yeah, I'm delighted. I'm fucking delighted. Brock in a title fight against. Uh, Against Cormier would sell. Against Depe would also sell. Um, I don't fancy his chances at all against either of them, but it doesn't really matter to the UFC. <laughs> as long as the money's flowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Next week as well, Bellator, Michael Chandler is fighting somewhere we're not going to answer some questions and you'll guarantee to get your question on here with a 10 row thing if you pay five euro you'll probably get it as well because i put up a post every week and you can comment under that and we'll answer your question so dude uh if we want big guests coming on next week if he if he uh if he allows us and nine mcgrath's coming on as well and we have to <laughs> <really> stay- <laughs> we have a big guest and we have nine McGrath. 
<laughs> to do the state of the UFC as well, and we have another topic coming up. So we've like four things coming up in the next week or, or ten days or so. So now's a good time to sign up, Patreon account for our Sesame podcast. And we'll do all Sean our reaction podcast, all them the mad news that breaks like we did for the that we yeah. did we did three podcasts uh this week, did we? You did one by yourself and I did two with yeah. you. Yeah, and then we did loads of other things as well. The size up, you got early access and all. So there's a shitload of stuff over there, lads. I don't, it doesn't need selling, really. We're actually, we're robbing ourselves by only giving it for a stuff. And Dinny, is it time to send Rogan to the farm? He seems to be distracting from the fight. And he's picked his favorite heels and change. And he says we crowdfund, forget to get Graham a legal fund. I think we should. But what do you think Rogan? A lot of people asked about him. I thought I didn't think it was too bad, but I didn't think it was too great either. There was, there was a good bit of joking going on with Jimmy Smith and stuff, but I th- I think the casual fans like Joe Rogan. They like they want Joe Rogan to be commentating on. Um, they, if Joe Rogan's not commentating, they're asking why Joe Rogan's not commentating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he's kind of goes hand in hand with the UFC in, pe- in people's minds. So he has a lot of influence as well. Like his podcast is huge and. Um, he can hype fights for the UFC through that as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't see the UFC shipping him off. Yeah. I'd it's like to see the Jimmy Smith. Smith. Yeah. I'm not sure Rogan and Smith. I think they might be too similar. I, I like Rogan and Carmia. I think that's the best. Obviously, Carmia couldn't do it last night because he was fighting. But Dominic yeah, Cruz I, I still and, like and, and Joe Rogan is good because Cruz always calls him out when he says something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> He's bullshit, yeah, so that's great. Dominic Cruz isn't getting enough reps lately. Get, bring that man back. He should be in there all the time. Uh, Griffo, is it right Habib was fighting for the belt this weekend? Surely Tony, as much as I don't want him, should be champ if Connor stripped. Yeah, it's very odd that Tony was stripped and Connor was stripped, and now Habib is, is the champion. What lady has said that these belts are just fucking fairy tales. Nobody knows what's going on. They, they just crown whatever champion they want, yeah. and it's just a joke. I think that the, the, the fact that Dana White was going to try and claim Ally Quinta was the 155-pound champion after not weighing in 155 yeah. just shows that these belts are... It just Everything the, the UFC do just shows or that they don't really care about these belts, but the fans still seem to, to cling on to them for some reason. Yeah. MMA Taliban, which is a very odd name, but he's paying us a fiver a month, so fair enough. <laughs> Habib holds his chin up high, way too high. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, that's that's an issue, you know, if he fought someone better. Peter Russell, is it me or is it extremely weird that every time I see Habib completely dominate his opponent, I get more convinced that Connor finished him? It seems as if his weakness has become not necessarily worse, but more obvious from fight to fight. That's that's a fair point. That, that definitely is. And I think it's just because he, people see more of him. And especially over five rounds, this was the first time he ever fought a championship round. And we saw that maybe he struggled a little bit when he got into the fourth and fifth. Although, as I said earlier, I think this fight was badly analyzed because this is what Habib Nurmagomedov is. He's great and he's not great. You know, he's in his area, he's brilliant. Out of his area, he's not brilliant. And, uh, you know, it wasn't shocking to me at all, you know, but... Maybe maybe the fact that he didn't get those two rounds was a big thing and stuff. But Habib is beatable. He he's he's definitely beatable, but he's very hard to beat as well. So yeah. Uh Jack Thurgis, thoughts in the commentary as well. We talked about that. Has last night's main events changed your um views in the following matchup? Uh Habib versus Tony Connor Max Holloway. How how do you think he fares against the three of him now? Tony Connor Max. I think he beats I think Habib beats uh Tony uh handy enough. Um the Holloway one is just I just don't know how that's gonna look if that happens. It's a really tough one. I haven't I like I hadn't really considered the matchup at all up until a week ago or less than a week ago when this or a week ago when this happened. Uh, I haven't really watched tape on it uh, because it just fell off straight away as well. Um I'd probably go with Habib, but 
uh, I, I'd, I'd want to reserve my pick. If they were going to fight, I, I'd want to watch a lot of tape before making a pick there. And I think I think Connor beats Habib probably, but it's close. Like, it, it, it could go either way. Like, it, it's just so hard to call. But I think I think the fact that every every round starts on its feet and I, I think Connor's wrestling is, is underrated. Obviously, Habib's is, is really, really good. But I think people just assume that Habib's going to, like, grab a hold of Connor, take him down and just beat the shit out of him straight away. I just don't think that's going to that would happen like that. It could, but yeah. I'd probably lean towards Connor. But um, yeah, if Habib got it down and put some damage on Connor, then maybe the pop, the pop in his shots and the step is gone when he gets back up. But um, Connor can analyze uh, people's games it, 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 as as they're as he's fighting them and pick out shots that work really well. I've seen him do it in sparring loads of times. You've seen him do it in fights. It'd just be such. It's such an interesting matchup. Like, uh, if this doesn't happen, it's like it's literally a crying shame. Like, it's yeah. it. Everybody's where Like, everybody wants it. Like, it's it's a big money fight. It makes perfect sense. It's a brilliant style matchup. Like, it's an old school style matchup. Um, it just has everything. And this massive feud now as well. Like, it just has everything. Yeah, uh, I think Khabib beats Conor handily enough. I think uh, Max Holloway beats Habib handily enough. And I think it's a very 50-50 fight between Habib and Tony. I was picking Tony this week, but I was kind of reluctantly picking him. I don't know. I, I think it's 50-50, yeah, but I am I think the other what, two... What do you think that the Max does that would, would make him more likely to beat Habib that Conor doesn't do? I think he is more inclined to go forward and throw hard in the pocket then connor connor is more of a hit and not get hit type of fighter now he does get hit but i don't i don't think he puts himself in that situation as much um you know i think max holloway is a guy who to beat habib and i've talked about it 50 times over the last week you need to stop the takedowns and push him back I think Max Holloway has a better chance of doing that than McGregor. I don't think McGregor stops his takedowns. Um, he could pro- he could push him back, but I don't think he's wrestling and his takedown defense is good enough to to stop him from taking him down. I'm, I know Max Holloway, if you look, okay, McGregor took him down and stuff, but he's improved an awful lot since then. I think he's, his striking has improved as well, and if you can beat Holloway there, push him back uh, and stop him getting a takedown, I think you'll beat him. I, I, that's how I think it lines up. So there you go. There's, well, loads, there's loads of interesting matches with Habib, like the Tony one. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to put it together immediately. Maybe it'll happen in the future on short notice or something like that. But uh, or if 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 in in a few in a couple of, a couple of fights time or in a year or two's time, both of them are kind of just kind of naturally are, are are up against each other. Just the way the way the rankings and the way that the fights have worked out. But I think I think. <sighs> I think Max Holloway, like, I know everybody wants people to defend their belts, but, like, Max Holloway should move up to 155 because there's so many interesting fights from there. And, I agree. Uh, I just want to see him there, <laughs> selfishly. <laughs> and if he's, if, if he's cutting all his weight to get to 145, uh, he can't do that forever. You're, he's, he's, he's grown a lot since since uh, he came to the UFC, so it would have been a lot easier for him to make weight back in the day. So I think, okay, the Frank Yeager fight didn't happen, but it kind of uh, doesn't need to happen now. So just move up, I think. I agree. Right, we'll, we'll run through a lot of these um, uh, Twitter questions pretty quickly here. We'll start with the next Q&A. Uh, Conor will fight Habib this year. Uh, Fogs, I'd say. False, but uh, I don't know. Zabit will be UFC champion by next summer. 
No. I, I, I'd, say, I'd say false because I think Max Holloway is probably going to have to go and get surgery now. His ankle is still fucked, like, I think. And he'll probably be back. Maybe, maybe, but I think he'll probably come back. Well, like, if, if, if Max Holloway moves up into some kind of interim belt going, or, like, or, yeah, who knows what the fuck. Like, belts. It's hard to know what the UFC are going to do. There was, there was three belts banging around there for a minute there last weekend. Carlos Conda will finish Cowboy Oliveira on Saturday. I think we both think that's false. Game will get banned from another UFC event in 2018. Hopefully. Hopefully. False. It's a... <laughs> Hopefully false, anyway. <laughs> Arton will fight in the UFC again. I'd say false. Uh, true. Poria versus Gaethje will go the distance. False. Please don't go the distance. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, fa- I'll say false as well. Uh, all right, let's run through these quick. Corey, what kind of magic does Zabit use to get the 145 when he's six foot one? Yeah. Uh, he has a ridiculously skinny hips and torso. <laughs> yes. Um, Kieran Gaffey asks, what if McGregor had physically hurt Rose? What would the UFC do? I think it'd be a similar enough sort of thing. You know, he'd hurt two other people, so I'd be in the same situation with one, one more complainant, I suppose. Uh, Jack O'Brien, who would be bigger favorite versus Habib, McGregor, Holloway, or Ferguson? Be bigger I think favorite. McGregor be, I think McGregor would be a bigger, would be the. Yeah, I think McGregor would be the favorite because people would would be betting on it on McGregor. I think people always bet on McGregor. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Dustin Hayes asked about the commentary. We we talked about that. Ross Hannon asked about Lobov. We talked about that. Gavin Sherlock is Graham still on the run from New York uh, police? You are Graham, yeah. Uh, still on the run. I'm, uh, I'm off the grid. I, I can't reveal any information. You know, yeah. I'm risking everything, even doing this podcast. You definitely are. <laughs> George Haggerty, do you think it's a bad look for Nate Diaz to criticise two guys who stepped up uh, for the fans not having had a fight in two years? No. Uh, this is just no, what Nate Diaz like, Yeah, he is. People need to relax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick Malarkey, a question that lots of people have asked, was the boss incident something staged slash suggested, suggested that just went too far? No, it wasn't. Do you like do you see a terrible... At doing like pomp and circumstance, like we we talked about it last week after the Anthony Joshua fight, and we said we don't really we're happy enough that they don't do it, but they've been something being criticised for a lot. They're, why would they? Why would they stage destroying the bus with the fighters on it that are fighting the next day? Like, why? Just it's totally illogical. It's just people that have no idea about the sport that have no clue what's happening. Just say, oh, that's stage. That's WWE. Sure. Yeah, well, if it turns out to be true, Sean, uh, will you walk off the edge of the earth and kill yourself? Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. I'll shoot myself off the edge of the earth. In I'll go to hashtag the moon. I'll go to the moon. Yeah, hashtag Eddie Bravo <laughs> knows. Um, a couple more questions here. Yeah, Irish MMA, do you think Reb, Reb Barg's I actually got injured? Yeah, I probably do. Yeah, I think, I think so. turned, We'll find out anyway in court, so there you go. Uh, Sean Dini asks, is Graham still allowed in? Yeah, why is it uh, Jordan, Jordan Patu? Is a grapefruit, why is a grapefruit called a grapefruit when a grape is already a fruit? I think that's a very interesting question. Yeah, why are a lot of words right the way there? There, yeah. Lee Saunders asked about Rogue and we talked about that. Uh, who fights first for Madman at ZIO underscore OIZ? Who fights first, Conor McGregor or John Jones? I'd say Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, yeah. Uh, adrenal therapy. Do you agree? Habib is not a classic MMA fighter, punching and kicking terrible. If he goes to the ground, he doesn't have a lot upstairs. Yeah, he's definitely limited, but he's great at what he does. Um, so yeah, that, that's what kind of Habib Habib is. Uh, Mr. Podge, legend, friend of the podcast. Any idea, um, 
who the new TV deal could be with in the States. I've thought for a while it'll be Fox, but nah. I think it's, is it going to be a TV deal or is it going to be like a streaming deal? I wouldn't be surprised if it was split between TV and some kind of like Amazon Prime or some kind of online streaming. Yeah, I don't know. But they have five pass as well. So maybe they need to do, you know, kind of two. The WWE have that as well, which Mm. they they put a lot of stuff online and then, you know, their their weekly programming or the secondary programming on the TV. So I think Twitter video or something maybe as well. Like, you know, they seem to be getting into MMA. Um, Mm. Like that'd be a good place to promote it as well. Like if if Twitter were promoting uh, UFC events, that'd be that'd be big for the UFC. Yeah, Eamon uh, McLean asked about Ray Borg, so we talked about that, and he said if if John Kavanaugh doesn't come out condemn this dumb shit, the younger people in the gym will think it's okay to run around acting like that. Thoughts? I think I yeah. think uh, it's a legal situation, so nobody's going to be saying anything until it's sorted out because you don't want to give any fuel to the opposition or you don't want to put your foot in it and stuff like that. So. I think probably if, if if you had a lawyer, he'd probably be telling you to shut your mouth until this is all over. Yeah, and I think that's probably why he hasn't said anything, why McGregor hasn't said anything yet. Uh, yeah, so that's that's probably why it is. But I think they probably do need to come out eventually and say something, you know. I'm sure, John not happy over. About it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure John Kavanagh is not happy about that. Like, he doesn't want to see see that associate with his gym. So did, did, uh, I wish I knew who put the tweet out and what the exact wording of it is. Hopefully, you can remember. But the tweet at the weekend, what was it? The big boss man, the big boss man stole uh, the big oh, show's yeah. dad's uh, corpse at his funeral and drove off. So, why yeah. is everybody getting so annoyed about this? That's true. That's true. I, don't think I, I butchered it there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, did, I didn't really get that reference, to be honest. I'm, I'm not watching for that long. Uh, how good was it to see from Sean Dini, City punished for fragrant, flagrant cheating for once? Pep bias is real. This is this is a great week for the both of us, wasn't it? Both scored three goals against Man City and beat them. Just exceptional. These Man United were uh, that some of them decisions from the ref, like legend. Ah, oh, delighted. That I actually young lunge in the it. box is just like <laughs> the biggest stonewall penalty I've seen in actual years. Like, yeah, it was. It, was, it, was it makes it better. I love it. I love like, when Man United get good refereeing decisions. That handball as well. Like, his arm is outstretched on the ground, and he just like handballs. That's it. Like that's one. Okay, you can see maybe the ref didn't see it, or maybe he thought it was by mistake or something. But that second, that that Ashley Young challenge is just ridiculous. And the ref waved it off like he it's like he's waving <laughs> off it off as the tackle was going in. He was like, "I'm not giving this no matter what happens." Yeah, was, oh, I was delighted. Oh, I was delighted. That was the worst refereeing decision of the season. I'm fucking delighted. Brilliant. Fair play to that referee, whoever he was. Some comeback down fairness, wasn't it? Yeah. Raheem Sterling, oh my god, how many hitters did he miss? Like he couldn't even like he couldn't even kick the ball in from one yard. He actually cleared it. I think uh, Gabriel does uh, Jesus was about to score if he Raheem just left it and he just kicked it off the post. Oh, it was awful, awful uh, misses from Raheem Sterling, but uh these things happen sometimes in uh yeah. soccer. I think someone said there the other day if uh, if Raheem Sterling was a JFK shooter, he'd still be alive. <laughs> 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 Just pretty appropriate because <laughs> he's terrible. Yeah, glory, glory, man! United. Fair play to Liverpool as well. They had a they had a good win, even though you know they attacked the bus and uh, it was sorry. They went full Conor McGregor on, on Man City's bus. So. Bad form. Bad, bad week for uh, bosses. Man- Manchester Manchester fans were fighting before the derby, so there's been a bit of a, there's been a lot of um, extra extracurricular activities around sport uh, this weekend. <sighs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, Patrick asks, is UFC becoming more reckless, allowing Michael Bisping, Frank Yeager, and Max Holloway to fight after knockouts or with injuries? Obviously, this was before he was pulled out. I think they are. It's, it's... 
Jeez. It's very odd. The Frankie Edgar one is just what are you doing? Like, there's no need for this. Um, it's not as if like it's he's coming into like a title shot or something. You know, it's not as if it's like oh, if I don't take this chance now, it, it's I'll never get it again. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But um, it, the medical suspension is up, so I suppose you're going to say we're not the doctors. We're just taking the doctor's advice, and it does give them that kind of plausible deniability if something does go wrong that it wasn't they were told by the professionals. But yeah, it does seem it does seem. <laughs> Does seem like maybe the coaches of of these guys, the Frank Yeager's coach, should be saying here, mate, you're not taking this fight. Like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kieran Sheehan over on Facebook asks, uh, "Was Reginald the first fighter in the UFC to discover the weaknesses uh, that he be passing off?" Glesson no, no, no. was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Key Donnelly, is it more frightening that Habib experimented played with Iaquinta? That's actually a good question. I think it was a little bit. He he definitely did experiment mm. and play around with him. I don't know, like, even in the fifth round when the, the corner call, okay, Habib, like, I know you're doing well in the feet, but we need to get him down. It's the easiest method of victory. Like, Javier Mendes is pleading with him to get the takedown. He wasn't giving him any advice of how to set up the takedown, but he was telling him, just get the takedown, get the takedown, get the takedown. And then 10, 15 seconds into the round, Habib went for the takedown and missed it. Um, So it wasn't as if he was, he was choosing at all times to keep it on the feet. I think for a while he was happy enough and Al was talking to him and maybe goading him into it a bit. But then in the fifth round, at the start of the fifth round, when he wanted the takedown, he couldn't get it. So I, I think it's a little bit of, of uh, I'm happy enough here, I don't need the takedown, and then a bit of uh, he couldn't get the takedown. Yeah, in the third round, I definitely think it was that, but yeah, in the end, he couldn't. Colin Hammond, do you think Nate will come into the picture for possibly fighting Habib? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think Nate's come back for anyone except McGregor probably. or Maybe, I don't know, but... I don't think so. Shin Reedy, do you think Joanna could beat Rose in a three-round fight? No, I think it, it actually favors Rose more. I think, I think the, the longer. Her, uh, yeah, I don't think Maybe, she yeah, but, yeah. And uh Edward Dawson, if you is UFC 2-3 the biggest mess of a card in UFC history? No, it has to be, no, doesn't no, it? No, no. No, it's not. Why not? Sure, it was one UFC 151. Yeah, that was cancelled. That didn't even happen. So exactly. That's an even bigger mess. Yeah. Yeah, at least right. at least uh, fair uh, to Habib for, for stepping up and taking yeah. the, all these late opponents. Uh, like John Jones was put in a similar situation. He was going to fight a guy similar situation to Holloway. Well, Holloway is a champion, but um, Chael Sonnen was twenty pounds lighter, and Jones Jones wouldn't do it. Um, Dana or the UFC end up canceling the event. There's been some other terrible events over the years. Some come to mind, but in the end, this event was actually good. I liked UFC two two three. There was some good fights on the yeah. card and. Considering, it was good, considering but it was still a mess. Like, yeah, but considering everything, it wasn't as messy as it, it could have been. Yeah, hundred percent. And we'll finish up with Johnny Byrne has a Q and A, so we'll give uh, uh, true or false to this. Darren Till outpoints Wonderboy to unanimous decision false. win. False. Artem Lobov not only stays in the UFC but headlines another UFC card down the line. Ooh, false. Uh, uh, I don't think headline. Yeah. Tom Duclamont headlines a UFC card in Paris in the next five years. Five years. It's illegal in Paris, isn't it? In France, no, it's a false, um, probably five years, a long time. Uh, tw- uh April 2013, like Jesus. Uh, I'll go with false, but anything can happen in five years, yeah. Fly Mayweather signs with UFC and fights someone other than Conor McGregor, false. 100% definitely false. Yeah, Nine McGregor gives up drink for Lint. Well, false. Lint is over, so definitely false. Even no, it gives a drink no. for the weekend, false. Yeah, false. No, <laughs> By the time this podcast is out, do you think drunk right now. Lucky <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's too busy drinking. No, yeah, he's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I laugh, I die coughing. But yeah, he, he could sit down with the podcast and um, 
have a few drinks. But fair play to Niall. Did a good job over in New York this weekend. Yeah, it's been yeah, a yeah. fucking busy week. Yeah, fair enough. We take the piss out of him a lot, but he did a, he did a very good job. And uh, uh, yeah, fair play to him. He had some yeah. good content. And uh, uh, yeah, fair play to him. He was over there solo. So good job, Niall. Good job, man. One man in his camera. Uh, SevereMed.com. <laughs> check, check it out all during the week. That's a very inside joke there. Patreon.com forward slash severe podcast. Sign up. It's actually four euro 13 cent. So it's fucking less. It's even less than the point of price of a point here. So it's definitely less than the price of a point. Actually, I don't even know how much the price of a point is, but sign up. Patreon.com forward slash severe podcast. Dublin, the point is about 560, 580, is depending it? where you go these days. But you can get you can get a cheaper one if you go if you go into the you go across to the, the, the dark side, the north side, but uh who wants to do that, you know? <laughs> I'd kill or die for a bind of fosters now. Oh, I love a pint of Foster's. Foster. I know why Foster's, yeah. Foster's lovely. Mm. But the gun is, I'm, going home, I'm going to now sit down and watch the rest of the Masters. Watch WrestleMania tonight. So it should be fun. As I said, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for signing up over Patreon. Uh, anything to say, Graham, before we go? Um, no, that's it. Another uh, chaotic week in MMA. But, um, you know, that's that's what makes it so interesting. There's never, never a dull moment. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace the chaos. All right, here comes the inspirational quote from the week, and we'll see you again. Uh, Be smart enough to hold on. Be brave enough to let go. We'll see you next Tuesday or Monday or Sunday.